where three women with names discuss movies that are about something other than a man. Paid in Puke is hosted by Amy Green, Christina Barr, and Jessica Baxter. It's also a spoiler-filled free-for-all. You've been warned. On today's episode of Paid in Puke, we're talking about Josh Greenbaum's 2021 comedy, Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar, written by and starring Kristen Wiig and Annie Mumalo. Barb and Star tells the story of two middle-aged women and lifelong friends who venture out of their small Nebraska town on vacation to Vista Del Mar, Florida, and become entangled in a vengeful woman's plot to kill everyone in town. Hey, Barb. Yes, Star. You know what I just love? What? Movie trailers. <gasps> Me too! I like how they're little movies about another movie before a different movie. Barb! What if we had a movie? What? <laughs> Then we'd have to have a trailer. Oh, yes, listen, I wouldn't want to give anything away, though, about the movie. Me neither, especially our faces. Gosh, I can almost see our trailer now. What are you doing? Oh, I was just playing with this lamp. Oh. <laughs> I'm Star. Short for Starbra. Assume yours is Barbara. Nope, just Barb. <laughs> Plain old Barb. I want to thank Barb and Star for hosting tonight's Talking Club and for making their hot dog soup. I like the salt. I like the hot dog. It's not as runny as it usually is. Ah, what is she drawing? I don't know. I hope she gives me bigger teeth. Love big teeth. She loves big teeth. Even if it's just two eyes on a bunch of teeth. It would be so nice. Look, my new phone case. <laughs> I love it. It's like I'm listening to the ocean. Wait, we don't have cell phones. I know I'm going to take it home and glue it to our landline. I'm Barb, and this is Star. I knew I was going to like this movie, and I did like this movie. (laughs) It makes me so happy. When we rented it the first time, I watched it five times before the 48-hour rental was over. Because I wanted to make the most of it, and also I just enjoyed it so much. It's just so refreshing to have two middle-aged women be the star of a movie that's hilarious. Yeah. And it's about friendship, and it's about... Being a middle-aged woman doesn't mean your life is over. It's just so fucking fantastic. It's so silly. It has two musical numbers in it. Oh, my God. I feel in a lot of ways like this movie was made for me. Right. They're really going for you with the musical numbers. Yeah. Like, all right. She's already in. Yeah. I could watch them endlessly just talking with each other. That could have been the whole movie for right. me. They just yeah. keep going with all of their conversations and insights on things. <laughs> Yeah, just them on the couch and then them on the plane, just traveling around. You know who I always had a crush on? Who? Mr. Peanut. Oh my gosh. Something about him. He's so smart. And he had that little monocle. Little man with the top hat, too. Yeah. I could watch a whole movie that's just them talking about Trish on the plane. Yes. <laughs> this is the in-flight movie. The other day, I said to myself, I cannot think of a famous actress named Trish. You're kidding. That's my favorite name. What? Mine, too. How have we never talked about this? To me, a woman named Trish 
is a woman you can count on. Really has her act together. Athletic, natural, just real natural. And loves the holidays. Trish, at Christmas? Forget it. She gets everyone a gift. That should be so, the next movie, like The Search for Trish or something. Well, we saw Trish. We met Trish. Well, I hope you learned something here today. I know I did. Sometimes you gotta step out of your box a little. Then you'll know what life is really about. Then again, what do I know? I'm just a fun-loving water spirit named Trish. Maybe Trish has a more prominent role in the next one. They're middle-aged women from the Midwest and they just have a good time whatever mm -hmm. they do. How they like came out of their shells. Going to visit Del Mar, Star finds love. Barb does all this crazy stuff like parasailing and there is something very endearing. They just talk about Mr. Peanut and their crush <laughs> on the Pringles guy. I had a dream that I made love with that man on the Pringles can. What flavor Pringles was it? Plain. I like everything plain. Plain Pringles are just plain. The best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like everything played. You could be a model for Chico's. Next time you're disgusting. And I'm okay with it. Star, if I've said it once, I've said it a million times. You could model for effing Chico's and I'm not just saying that. I wish. Or Costco. I'm talking the Kirkland brand. Kirkland? It's so fun to just hang out with your friends, you know? Like, that's yeah. awesome. I like that they come into work when they're not working. Star, are you even supposed to be working today? Oh, I always come in when Barb works and she does the same. <laughs> Don't worry, you're not paying us double. Wait, I thought you were working today. No, I thought you were the one working. Oh my, oh my gosh, gosh, that is so funny. Thing. Well, that is not, that's not the this first is not time. the first time this has happened. Sometimes either one of us is on the schedule, we both come in. come in. They love their job so much at the hottest the store hottest in town. <laughs> Jennifer Convertibles. <laughs> The company shut down six months ago, but they didn't tell us. Apparently, Jennifer Convertibles, as a national chain, closed about seven months ago. Nobody bothered to tell us. What? So, what, is, what does that what mean? mean? Where, I'm where sorry, I, I know you love it here. I'm a little confused by that scene. Is he yeah. just telling them a story to fire yeah. them, or is that true? Because yeah. no one else seems concerned. The, I mean, Jennifer Convertibles is still a real thing, I think. Oh, it right? is real? <laughs> oh, it's definitely real, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't think they shut it. Wait, wait. No, I don't know. I didn't know that either. Yeah. Wow. Maybe it's like, I was going to say back east, but they're Midwest. That's a real place, so I, was, I don't know if they... <laughs> I don't think so. So he's lying to them. To, like, let them down easy, maybe? I guess we'll have to look it up whether they really shut down, but... We'll do that right now. Jennifer Furniture. Maybe they just changed their name to Jennifer Furniture? Maybe, I mean... They're like, we're out of the convertible. Oh, here's the question. Did Jennifer Convertibles go out of business? It was shut down by the pandemic. Hmm. Oh. Oh, it sold to new owner, leaving only one New Jersey location. <laughs> okay. okay, so I don't know. It's possible. I don't know why that's so important, but we fact-checked this. Customers are like, we're interested in this couch, and they're so conflicted. What are we gonna do? This is our couch. We told each other so many things on this couch. Remember when you told me you were afraid you were addicted to caramel? I was right here on this couch. Caramel squares. God damn, that's over. Well, here's the thing. Um, okay. <laughs> this couch is the floor model, and it's the only one left. I'm so, so sorry. Sorry. They're like, how do we explain this to you? <laughs> Barb's like, she gets it. The reason we're acting a little funny about this couch is because, well, we love it. <laughs> the truth. The truth. <laughs> we sit on it every day. It's um, it's our tacky couch, you know. <laughs> so um, you're telling us not to buy the couch because you want to sit on it at work. That's yes. it. You get it. Yes. Oh my 
my god, they are just so fun. <laughs> that whole conversation is one of my meaningful passages. Oh my god, we'll, we'll get there, but I did kind of mine some hot probs just for the segment. Shut up, hot probs is on. Oh shit, yeah. Even though I don't really have any probs, if I'm forced. A couple lukewarm probs, I guess. Room temperature probs. <laughs> the plot is so silly. It definitely does not hold up under any sort of scrutiny at all. The Sharon Gordon Fisherman thing. It's like so goofy. It doesn't bother me, but you don't even need really that much of a plot. I guess if I had any other thing, it was why is anyone in the talking club? <laughs> Who is enjoying this? <laughs> I love how the movie cuts back to the talking club while they're having this fun time the woman's like i like looking at wicker but i don't like right. sitting on it and it's a nice contrast to the world that has been opened up to them and vanessa bear character is like really shitty about what they're allowed to talk about i know the rules dolores we only share about the topic that we pick out of the talking jar she's definitely a fascist the fascist <laughs> yeah. of talking club we all know there are only three major rules in talking club Rule number one, no sneakers. Rule number two, no swearing except for the F word. Rule number three, no lying. You two are banned from the club. They were so sad when they got kicked out of Talking Club, but they're not missing anything. Right, yeah. yeah. I do love that. Like, they got kicked out of the Mean Girl Club. Even though, like, there's only one Mean Girl in the club. <laughs> the storyline with the plan to destroy the town was whatever for me, but I could have just watched them. Have a good time in Vista Del Mar. You could have had basically the same movie with the guy, and that could have been the whole plot where it's like, yeah. you know, one of them got way into the guy and the other one was off having adventures. I mean, yeah. I do love the whole official <laughs> couples thing. I would definitely want it to be a disinterested woman that he's in love with. I still right. want that whole element because that is just so funny to me. Yeah. Anytime anyone mentions official couple, he's always like, I want to be an official couple and then when when Star is like make it official like his face when she says maybe we could make it official. So what do we do now? I mean do you still just want meaningless flings or something more official? What? Oh my god it's all he wants. <laughs> this like super hot guy is thirsty to be official. I can't wait for all of this to be over. After what those people did to you and for you to be happy and for us to be an official couple. I'm also missing you. Lots of people here. Lots of official couples. Everywhere I look and see official couples. And soon my turn will come around. A man must do what it takes to win his sweetheart. So I'm gonna kill everyone in this town. Really funny, and then I do really love that kid. Yo Yo is so funny. That whole thing doesn't make any sense, but there's a lot of comedy there that yeah, I really enjoy. Really I love that kid anytime he's on screen. I think your feelings are valid, and this is the only answer. Thank you, Yo Yo. When he's in the submarine and he's pushing all those buttons and they're making all these noises. He's so good at the serious face, yeah. and then of course he dances at the end. Hey middle-aged people, you thought this was over? You were wrong. It's time to boogie! 
Give me a little boy dancing like crazy and I am so happy. I do think it's a big miss that they never say Sharon Gordon Fisherman's name in the movie. It's such a great comedy villain name. I only know it from closed captioning and from the credits. Her name is Sharon Gordon Fisherman. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Another little problem I have is just that Sharon Gordon Fisherman's redemption is completely unearned. You're just trying to hurt all these people because you're hurting inside yourself. But but you're not alone. I've always been alone. Well, that's terrible. No friends? I hate that word. Friend is the best word of all. I mean... They're there when you're sad, and they jump up and down with you when something good happens. Yeah, and you'll spend your birthdays together and stay up late giggling about boots and butts and stuff. No one ever wants to be my friend. I'll be your friend. So will I. She did actually murder at least one person, and she stole a child, and then made him complicit in this criminal activity, and had him blow up a house. If you really think about it, it's like, wow, she's actually a pretty bad person. But at the same time, it's just so silly. I love that there are no consequences. I don't know. I'm torn. There are a couple little goofs that I noticed on my sixth watch of this movie for the IMDb page. When Sharon Gordon Fisherman (laughs) emails the surveillance photos to Edgar, One of the surveillance photos is a still from the first night montage, so that would be from before she brought Darley Bunkle in. (laughs) Anyway, I'm nerding out right now. Jessica's eye, Barb and (laughs) Star. It's just a little error, but it is such a funny picture because it's from the best part of the montage when they're rolling around in the sand and he's got his shirt tied up and he's playing the (laughs) saxophone badly. Oh my god, it's so fucking funny. general like I always get upset in movies when friends lie to each other I know they needed it for the plot it's just hard for me to watch sometimes when it's like why are you lying to each other just be happy for each other but I do feel like they handled it well later first of all when they call out all the destruction they did when they were trying to hide from each other stars like and I destroyed that pillow and Barb's like I wasted all that water I really love that they call those out later but if I'm really nitpicking which we have to be we have to be hard that's it though that's all I can think of Next call. I loved how it kind of has these nods to different movies, like the underground lair, Austin Powers. A suicide. Just a little bit of root beer, traditional cola, just a touch of lemon lime spritz, orange up, and my secret ingredient. Just a dash of lemon-infused iced tea. I like the extra bite. It's perfect. How it starts out with the definition of culottes. <laughs> kind of reminded me of Pulp Fiction. All these moments, <laughs> Which there's a lot in there. The fatal attraction, turning on the light. Yes! What are you doing? Oh, I was just playing with this lamp. Oh my god, yes. I was like, that is from something. I was just playing with the light. There's a lot of comedy in an espionage storyline. Have you guys ever seen The Man Who Knew Too Little? 
Is that Steve Martin? No, it's Bill Murray. Mistaken identity spy plots are so funny. And there's just a ton of hilarious stuff you can mine from that. Like, I love the whole Darley Bunkle thing. Wait for my call from this private number I'm calling you from right now, privately. Actually, no, it came came up on on my phone. I'm sorry, what? Your number actually came up on my phone. Damn it. Well, don't look at it again. I... Won't? Don't call it. I'm very private. And don't give it to anyone. Who will I give it to? Listen, um, when the number comes up, does it happen to say the name Darley Bunkle? Uh, no, is that your name? Damn it. I just love bad spies. I think yeah. bad spies are very funny. Damn it. Damn it. What is that your name? I also like when he says, I'll be in a purple hat and I haven't decided <laughs> When you see me next, I'll be wearing a large purple Zorro-style fedora. And the rest I don't know yet, but... I love colors. Oh, it's really great. You build an outfit around one item. Your secret spy meetup. It was such a fun movie to watch, and I love the music where they go to the hotel, resort, and spa, and they're greeted with all of this dancing. And yeah, the little and Hollywood like... numbers. Welcome to Palm Vista, a Floridian paradise. All your dreams come true here. Every drink is served with ice. It reminded me of Annie, where she goes to Daddy Warbucks' yes! house. You don't understand. You don't have to do any cleaning while you're here with us. I won't? How am I going to earn my keep? Why, you're our guest, Annie. Cecile will pick out all your clothes. Blue is her best color. No, red, I think. Your bath is drawn by Mrs. Greer. Soap. No, bubbles, I think. Annette comes in. To make your bed. Silk? No, the satin sheets, I think. I think I'm gonna like it here. Yeah. Yes! I fucking like love that movie. <laughs> yeah, I love that too. And then when they go to their shitty hotel that they really have a reservation in, they're like, let's go back to that place to the pool. <laughs> and then when they come back, it's playing a disco version of Tomorrow. <laughs> Grace Jones is singing. That's Grace Jones? Yeah. Oh my god, that was so weird. And I was that's like, I'm sure that's intentional. Both Kristen Wiig and Annie Mumala are big musical fans. I read an interview that they like to try and put musical numbers in everywhere, and that they tried to put a musical number in Bridesmaids, oh. but it didn't work out. Well, they lip sync to Hold On at the end. <laughs> that's close. I love how they meet Edgar at the bar. <laughs> You're at 611? <laughs> 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 oh my god! 611? Oh my firm! Oh my god, she's 611! 611? Oh, where are we 124? Oh. <laughs> we're in room 124! And you're. <laughs> wow. They get like the buried treasure. It's called the buried treasure. Yeah. No one's ever finished the whole thing. But if you get to the bottom, it's a real treasure. You finished that already? Yeah, yeah. Just for the record, we never. You found a little chest at the bottom with the syrupy liquid. Oh, yes. Yeah. We looked at all the syrup. Let's go. Yeah. And you opened a scuba diver's mask and found the three pills? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I took a pill. I, I had one. Pill. Oh, well, that's your treat. Well, that seems so much. And then they wake up, like, in a pile on top of each other, <laughs> and they're just like... Did we all? Yes. 
They've like had a threesome with Edgar. They just do yeah. everything together. I knew I rode you guys like a couple of horses. Oh, down up and down the hallway. That's why my back's a little sore. That's why my back's. It might be sore from all that stuff you did against the table. It was two against one over there. Oh, that's true. They talk about it afterwards, but there's not really much weirdness. One of the things I love about this movie, I have both of them, it's like just boning some random young guy could not change your life, but give you a new perspective, kind of. Like it, yeah. it definitely benefited both of them. I think it's because he's the first man I've been with, you know, since Carmine left. I know how you feel. I haven't been with anyone since Ron. You know that. Oh, Edgar was nice, though. Oh my gosh. What a nice, what a nice man. Barb realized a bunch of stuff that she was holding on to. That whole montage is so fucking fantastic. I love a dance montage. That's such a great remix of My Heart Will Go On. Like, I never thought I would enjoy that song in any measure, but now it's oh a really God. good association. Seagulls in the sand. Can you hear my Fucking A, that song. That. Burning like my blood's in a pan on a stove and it's heating me up to the max. So I'm running my Lexus as fast as I can to the left, to the right. I'm a frustrated man. Now I'm flicking my tiptoes to kick up the sand because I can't understand. All this fire that's raging inside me Seagulls in the sand, can you hear my prayer? I keep trying, but I'm getting nowhere It's in the fog, I'm under a spell Am I in heaven or am I in hell? There's just something about like a really dramatic pop song that's so silly and funny. I just love it. I love, and I love like when there's like a hot guy that is funny and really goes for it. I feel like you don't always see that. I mean, know? it's definitely very unexpected for Jamie Dornan. I read a really great interview with him because he was basically like, this is what I would like to be doing, but honestly, Aww. I'll probably mostly be doing serious roles because I kind of got pigeonholed, but he's like, my breakout role was I played a serial killer and then I was <laughs> in all those great movies. I know that I'm good at that and that's what I'll get hired for, but Aww. he had such a good time. What movie was he a serial killer in? He was in a TV show called The Fall. Gillian Anderson's in it, too. It's a difficult watch. I love Gillian Anderson so much, but I couldn't even finish the series because every episode was so heavy. <laughs> I mean, it's really brutal. He's got a family, but then he's doing horrible things to women. Yikes. Oh, it's so awesome to see him kicking his feet with the sand oh and stuff. Yeah, and they, like they being do a lot like, with their legs. The physical comedy <laughs> is... On points. I hate how people act like comedy is on a lower level than everything else, mm -hmm. but I feel like it's so much harder. Everybody can be serious. Yeah. I can think of so many people who could not do that kind of humor. Oh, yeah. I mean, I hope that he gets his dream of being able to do more comedy. Yeah. So yeah, me too. It's so good. I think it helped for Chris Hemsworth. For a while, he was getting kind of pigeonholed as like an action star, and then he did Ghostbusters, even though that wasn't very well received. Everyone was like, oh, he did a great job being a himbo in Ghostbusters. <laughs> so I think that helped for him. And then... After that, he was able to do more funny stuff in the Marvel Universe. The character of Thor wasn't funny until after he was in the female Ghostbusters, which I remembered today, actually, was in the running for the name of our podcast. Remember? Oh, God. I was like, I kind of want to call us the female Ghostbusters just because there's so much meaning there. Anyway, uh, what else was I going to say? There was something else I was going to say about Jamie Dorman. 
<laughs> he said that he had so much fun shooting the music video and he was also kind of blindsided by it because in the script it was just one line basically that said like Edgar has a footloose style emotional <laughs> dance and then the director called and was like we have to bring you in early to do choreography and he was like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> He's so good. When he tears his shirt. <laughs> yeah. And he's doing like pirouettes in the sand. Now I'm twirling like a baby ballerina who's digging a hole with the force of his feet. Watch me climbing. I'm going up a palm tree like a cat up a palm tree who's decided to go up a palm tree. Well, I also love that whole bit when they cut. And it's obviously a real dancer doing the pirouettes. That's a reference to movies where they're trying to pull one over on you on that, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here it's for comedy. God, it's so good. My favorite thing from that Jamie Dornan interview, though, was the hardest thing for him was just not laughing most of the time. He is the straight man in the movie. And he said he was mostly able to keep it together, but the hardest day for him was when they were in the hotel room when he's got them tied up and he's telling his origin story. And every time he turns around, they're untied more. When I was seven years old, my father left my mom, my 11 sisters, and me. I was the oldest, so had to support us. We had no money. I did odd jobs. I, I built lawnmowers for Honda. I even tried to sell my poop to farmers, saying that it was fertilizer. It was never enough. He said he, at one point, was laughing so hard that he was on the floor, turning red. <laughs> And crying. Oh, I need that. And oh he said God. he'd never laughed that hard in his life. He felt bad because he was like, I try to be professional, but I couldn't hold it together. Oh, my God. I <laughs> want to see that. To see that. Uh, I love all the little callbacks, like how when they first get those braces. The, bra like, oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> the wear down over time. It's a keepsake. Keepsake for life. And like the cool lots of course, and then how is she's like, one of the major rules of talking club is no cursing except the f-word <laughs> and how many times people say the f-word you know how they mm -hmm. kind of say it that never really say it what like, the sneeze what the fuck thank you you can model for f and chico the f-word is literally f right. <laughs> <laughs> should we do meaningful passes? yes oh yeah. my god Besides everything, yeah. I've already started underlining meaningful passages in her copy of Mopey Dick, if you know what I mean. Oh, God, it's so fucking good, this movie. I've already worked so many of these quotes into my lexicon. <laughs> like, I like everything plain. Plain. I like everything plain. Plain. Pringles are just plain. The best. I love how when they're trying to think of what to order at the hotel pool. <laughs> yes! And she's like, frog's legs. Oh, I think of Kermit and riding that bike and how much he needed those legs. <laughs> he really needed them. I think I'm going to try the frog's legs. <gasps> what? Gosh, I couldn't. Every time I think of frog legs, I think of Kermit riding his bicycle and how much he used his legs. He really needed it. He did. Oh, I feel bad now. I feel bad now. I'm gonna do the veal stuffed manatee. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna do the veal stuffed manatee. Ooh. I'm gonna try the fried bald eagle veal. Yum. Great jokes. Good stuff. <laughs> I liked this town is full of places looking to hire women in their 40s. <laughs> I can't believe I'm not gonna work here anymore. I'm kind of grieving. I think, I think I'm really grieving. Me too. But you know what? We'll find another job. This small town is full of places looking to hire women in their 40s. Yeah. That's the attitude. <laughs> Which actually, when you think about it, 
is probably true. That town probably is looking better when in their 40s because I think that's all that lives there. I really love, listen, I don't know any more than what I just said and some of what I said I'm not even sure I actually know. It's so funny to think that all the raccoons in the world are sleeping right now. What? It's an I don't really know more than what I've already said and some of what I said I'm not even sure I actually know. That was very relatable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you say something like, oh really? I mean, I think so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Please don't ask me any follow-up questions. <laughs> After they get fired and get kicked out of the talking club that night in their room where their beds are together. And, <laughs> and and like, style. Remember when we went on that haunted hayride with the guy? <laughs> he wasn't an actor. He was actually escaped from the prison <laughs> and he was a killer. He was a real killer. We used to have fun. Remember that one time we went on the haunted hayride? <laughs> and we got chased by that man with the jack-o'-lantern head and the chainsaw? <laughs> And then we heard later he wasn't an actor, he just escaped from the local prison. He was a real killer. He was trying to kill us. Remember on the 4th of July when we roller skated through town in our sequin leotards? And my sparkler cut your hair on fire? And then my hair cut your hair on fire! We cut each other's hair on fire! <laughs> wow, these memories are like, really... <laughs> they like, should be traumatic, but they're thinking of them. He was a killer. <laughs> I really related to haven't you ever wondered if the real ocean sounds like our noise machine? <laughs> <laughs> I have been near the ocean and still have my ocean sounds on the sleep. <laughs> and of course the Trish. Yeah. The, the whole thing. Yeah. Like and Trish loves the holidays. Oh, <laughs> Christmas, forget it. <laughs> she gets everyone a gift. <laughs> If I had to be a favorite line in that, it's when she says her mother doesn't want her to be a storm She's like, well, they're relationships. <laughs> Trish loses one of her ears in a twister, but not her hearing. She's a storm chaser. Her mom does not want her to be. Well, their relationship is tough. I think my favorite is a person's face is a lot about how they look. Trish has always wanted to be a portrait photographer. She loves people. She would always say, a person's face is a lot about how they look. Oh, it's beautiful. I really love... Oh, Gail's not here, but it's six o'clock on the dot. So it's time to lock the door. <clears throat> I'm here. You're late, Gail. Bye-bye. That's just a good introduction to that character. Just anytime they're talking over each other is always so, I mean, I'm really happy to have the subtitles during that. Enjoying your vacation? Well, oh, um, um, well, I mean, it started out. It was supposed to be a friendship. We got here and, and we got No, I didn't. Um, the first night we went out, out so and I went out like, and I did last time at Edgar. I tried that idea. Edgar and I started hanging out and I was lying. You shouldn't have done. You met Tommy Bahama. You met Tommy Bahama? Then we decided. Enough! Everything they're saying is so funny and they're just like talking comedy gold over each other. I love, yeah, when they're lying about not getting fired. Yeah, today, today was, was uh, it was, it it was, was busy. It was busy. Yeah. yeah. So we had a lot of, uh -huh. lot of big delivery. delivery. One, one big uh -huh. delivery. With the furniture uh -huh. and sofa tables. And there was and a, a guy. He was delivering. He was tall. And the other guy was shorter tall. guy. Quite yeah. not as not as tall. As tall. And we filled out all the paperwork. Did the inventory. Did everything. <laughs> so we had to, <laughs> to look at all in. Mm -hmm. 
he made the sample. Kind of he so brought out the sample. Made some tea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we signed up. And, and then, then we, we uh, got, got a promotion. promotion. They're trying to <laughs> say the same stuff. They're like ripping <laughs> off each other kind of poorly. At the bar with Edgar. She's trying to cheer him up. And Barb's like, tell him one of your greeting cards. And she's like, well, I like to do this, you know, for middle-aged people, you know, because we go through stuff. Sarah has a gift. You should share it. It's nothing. It's just a silly hobby I have. I like to make my own greeting cards, specifically for the middle-aged, you know, because we go through stuff. Sometimes life's umbrella has holes in it. And the water just pours all over your shoulders and your hair. But don't worry, because the rain will end. But you should also get a replacement umbrella for the next time. Gosh, <laughs> was that okay? I was so nervous. I don't know how she does it. Words just fall out of her like air comes out of a... See, I can't do it. Anyway, I hope it helped a little. <laughs> yeah, it actually, yeah. That's one of my more meaningful passages how she says for the middle age because we go through stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I love that. Hour earlier she says, I feel like we've lost our shimmer. Barb, I feel like we lost our shimmer. Well, isn't that just what happens when you get older? No, I mean, it doesn't have to. We still have a chance to be those people again. <laughs> I mean, look, all of our stories, are, they're from the past. We don't have any stories from now. I feel like we're fading away. I don't want to fade away. I know. Yeah, I know, right? That was one where I was like, yeah, that's kind of how it feels to be a middle-aged lady. It doesn't have to be. We're not dead yet. That's definitely like a big subtext. I mean, maybe not even subtext. It's the text. But I just love that it's in there because you don't see that very often. And especially not in comedies. Like, the one movie I can think of is how Stella got her group right. back. And that's yeah. like, well, sure, but that was Angela Bassett. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I can relate to Angela Bassett feeling frumpy and middle aged. Right, exactly. <laughs> Definitely some good Halloween costumes up in here. <laughs> Should we uh, Tommy Bahama? Not that I was looking, but there are so many gorgeous men there. We're talking Tommy Bahama from head to toe. Tommy Bahama. Andy Garcia, I thought that was a, oh my a God. fun cameo, and he's like, your shimmer is on the horizon. I do a little interaction. Anyway, I feel bad, but I have to admit, I also have never felt more alive. Am I a bad friend? You can only be a friend if you're a friend to yourself first. That is where you find your truth. What if I don't know my truth? What if you do? Oh. You're finding your courage, your, your voice. Your truth is that you are a phoenix. Who? Dumbledore. I must leave now. Your shimmer is on the horizon. My shimmer? How did you know that? It's what I do. Wait, sir. I'm sorry, what was your name? The name is Tommy. Tommy Bahama. Just that sustained gasp is so funny. Oh, I love the whole montage leading up to that too, with Barb doing all that stuff. Yeah, it's so inspirational, and I love her hairy armpit flash when she's starting up the motorcycle. She's parasailing with some dude in a. It's that speedo guy that keeps showing up. Yeah, 
smoking a joint. <laughs> I love it. I love when they're fighting towards the end and she's like, when we go to heaven, we are not living with each other. <laughs> I'm going to find Betsy Ross and be friends with her and we're going to ignore you at all the parties. See, I love when their friend, Wendy McClendon Covey, but I forget the name of the character. Mickey! When she tells him about Mr. Lamar. Oh, yeah. And then they both say, view of the... You. When they're checking in to the Palm Vista Motel, that whole thing of like middle-aged women trying to be easygoing, you know, yeah. when they're talking to the guy and he's like, Do you want towels? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah. Do you need sheets? Probably, yeah. For the bed. <laughs> no pillows though, okay? Okay. Okay. No pillows. <laughs> I kind of relate to that a little bit of like, yeah. I don't want to be a problem, so I'll just accept this unacceptable situation. I also really, really loved Edgar's line when he's drunk on the phone and he says, I'm getting sick of these mixed messages. <laughs> Hello, it's me. Of course you've been here. I'm, I'm, I'm getting sick of these mixed messages. So, I've met two young, two middle-aged lady friends. Now, if you don't start giving me this respect thing soon, then the mission is off. <laughs> the messages could not be less mixed. Right. <laughs> Do you miss me? Well, you're usually yes! here. Do you miss me? Oh, well, you're usually here, and now you're not. And I know you're gone. And when you return, you'll be back. Is that what you mean? I love his art when he tells her that he's in love with Star. And not that you care, but I've met someone. And unlike you, I now know what real love feels like. And it is not how you've treated me. It feels amazing and special. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh what a sweet guy. Yeah, he's like, that was really lovely. Star, that was, that was amazing. I mean, it was really, really different. Did I bounce too much? No. It was so lovely. He's so cute. Yeah. I do like a funny dial in a movie. <laughs> the dial on the cannon is great. It's got the four modes, toddler speed, shrimp queen, circus experience, and probable death. <laughs> Oh, I also really love when he says that she's beautiful on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> like... I love you, Star. <gasps> I think you're the most beautiful woman that I've ever met. Especially on the inside. Girl, please, not in front of No, not that inside. Oh. Your heart. Oh, oh yeah, I love me of another line of In that last position, your dong went really deep. I think your dong went all the way up and touched my heart. There's a couple of moments in there where I'm like, that's me trying to be romantic. <laughs> that's one of them. <laughs> And then when Barb comes and tries to seduce him in the doorway and she's like tugging on her shirt. Hey. Hey. I've been thinking about you ever since this morning. Hey. Should I come in? That's also me. <laughs> <laughs> that horny baby. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't, I don't know. Can we just do it? <laughs> I love 
the piano man in the resort. All of his songs are just about boobs. <laughs> I love boobies. I love kazangas. I love knockers and chimichangas. I love melons and bonbons and Winnebago's. I'll take a big chest of shirt potatoes because I love boobs. And then he has this other moment in the movie. He has a song about all of his friends from high school. Yeah. I love the bar. I love the food. I love the way Richard's music always lifts my spirits. Uh. Several of my friends from high school have recently passed. Seth, Dave, Corinne, all dead. Sounds a little dark. They're dead. <laughs> Yeah, that's Richard Cheese. Do you all know Who's about Richard that? Cheese? He's uh, uh, from the 90s, or maybe he just did 90s songs. He does lounge versions of pop uh, songs. Okay. Fellas, has your girlfriend got the butt? Tell her to shake it, shake it, shake that healthy butt. Baby got back. Baby got back. And metal songs. He did like Rage Against the Machine and in fact one of his albums is called Lounge Against the Machine. Okay, I need to look this up. Yeah, he's I very funny. I do like when he says shirt potatoes. Yes. <laughs> I've never heard that before as a way to describe boobs. <laughs> shirt potatoes. <laughs> they're both lying to each other about how they're gonna stay in. And Star's <laughs> like, I'm just gonna do my calligraphy and yeah. just, eat a couple of weekends. Eat a couple of weekends. <laughs> yeah, I think I just wanna stay in tonight. Sit on the patio and practice my calligraphy, maybe write a poem and just have a couple of wheat thins and just cool up. Oh, that's a nice idea. And I love the montage with all the callbacks where it has the box of wheat thins and yeah. the Mr. Peanut. And yeah, oh my God, that's yeah. so good. The whole lie about Edgar being a clam inspector. Oh, I have to go. I have, I have a business meeting. Oh, business meeting. Oh, no, I, I wish I could tell you more about my job, but. No, no, come on. What else is there to know? You're a clam inspector and you're in town on top business. <laughs> His boss at Clam Kawoo! <laughs> I like we are Barbin Star! Yeah. You're not who you say you are! You're not who you say you are! We are who we are! We're Barbin Star! Unlike you, Edgar, you big effing liar! Another not real F bomb. Oh, Morgan Freeman, we didn't even talk about yet! Go with your heart. Love is rare. True friends forgive. Makes me feel better. Well, I... To a point. Well, it depends what you do and how long your lie lasts. Now, if you really f her over, she's not gonna talk to you again. No. no. Thanks a lot. Shoot, I should probably get going. The name's Morgan. Morgan Freeman, with a D. Okay. With the D. <laughs> And I like that conversation. I like that he kind of reminds her, like, you can't do this for long or it's going to be <laughs> fucked up. And then something that my husband and I have already said a bunch, it's a real tip flapper. Oh, right. Ready for the banana boat? Oh, yes. Just uh, hope you're ready because uh, you're in for a real tip flapper. Yeah. Really? It's what it does. Your skin jiggles, your tits start flapping. You're not. I hear it's a real tip flapper. Oh god, I love that one. I go on one of those banana boat things. That looks so fun. They're real tip flapper. <laughs> yeah, right there. <laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> oh, and Sharon telling you, yo, yo. Remember, don't keep the steering wheel too straight. The mosquitoes are almost there. Goody. And 
remember, don't keep the steering wheel too straight. Lots of tiny movements left to right. I think that's everything I wrote down. Although really, honestly, so it's much. the whole thing. So yeah. <laughs> How was your walk? Oh, great. I went to a turtle's house. Yeah. <laughs> I made sure he got home. You went to a turtle's house? I went to a turtle's house. Here. Oh, over by bushes. <laughs> How was your bath? Woo! You went to a turtle's house? <laughs> How was your bath? And she's like, well, you know, a turtle came up through the Yeah, their go-to lies about turtles. Like, yeah, and then later when she's calling the police and she's like, What's your bird? Uh, never mind. I thought I saw a burglar, but it was a turtle. I don't know why turtles are their go-to. <laughs> what else does a suicide need, huh? So the end kind of reminded me of Beetlejuice a little bit because Yo-Yo is dancing, but mm. like this—he's oh, dancing to it's like a Belafonte song. They sample that song, T-Pain and Pitbull. It's oh, yeah, yes, Pitbull and they just—they're sampling. Like, they're sampling them. He's from Miami. Well, he's big in Miami. Like he lives there too. That makes sense. I do really like that song though. I love you know anyone dancing at the end. Like I like how they have all the characters come back. Like, clearly at the end of everybody's day, before they wrap, they're like, just do a little dance and we'll put you in the <laughs> yeah, end credits. I love that. Yeah. I love dancing. Their whole end credits is really great with little animations that come in. I good love stuff. the colorful animation in this movie, like some good stickers, kind of like a Barb and Star sticker. We definitely got to get the merch going. Come on, people. If anyone associated with putting out a DVD is listening to this, we need the commentary, and we need the commentary as Barb and Star. Yeah. We could do Kristen and Annie, but also we need Barb and Star together. Every gag reel, every extended scene, anything. Yes. Just all of it. I want it all. I would pay for so many extras for this. Yeah. Oh, this is a nice little story. One of my favorite kinds of Hollywood anecdotes is the Hollywood lunch. <laughs> it's like one of my all-time favorite stories is about David Lynch going to lunch with Isabella Rossellini and they invited Dennis Hopper for Blue Velvet to talk about his casting as Frank. And Dennis Hopper was like, I have to play this role because I feel like I am Frank Booth. <laughs> David Lynch was like, well, that's great for the movie, but I don't know how we could possibly have lunch with you now. <laughs> it always haunted me. I remember hearing that Dennis Hopper said he was Frank Booth. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. That's, so, that's the problem. Don't be a good neighbor to her. I'll send you a love letter. Straight from my heart, fucker! You know what a love letter is? It's a bullet from a fucking gun, fucker! You receive a love letter from me, you're fucked forever! So that, that reminded me of this, I like this story. So Josh Greenbaum says, A few days later, I get a call setting up lunch to meet with Kristen, and we had this incredible two-and-a-half-hour lunch where she proceeded to basically pitch the entire movie to me. She'd already written it with Annie, and she pitched it almost beat for beat, acting out all the roles. And it was one of my favorite lunches I've ever had in my life. Oh, my God. <laughs> that sounds great. That sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. So this is what's called a lunchtime poll. This movie's all about stepping out of your comfort zone. So what's a time when you did something you felt reluctant to do, but you ended up really enjoying yourself? Uh-oh. <laughs> we gonna get a little blue here? <laughs> I wasn't gonna go that blue. <laughs> 
like that's so obvious what mine is. Yeah. All right. So I've been single since early 2020, and that was the first time I was single in like 19 years. So a little rusty. Anyway, back when I was single before, like I loved dating, so I was excited to start dating again. But then, if anyone was listening to the timeline of what I just said, 2020 <laughs> was not real conducive to going out right. and meeting people. <laughs> so basically, I hit on a couple of Jessica's friends and then it worked out. Well, there's not really any way to meet people other than dating apps, which I was extremely reluctant to do. And then I finally did, and I was like, oh my god, this is just like shopping for boys. It was so fun. It's also fun for me, because I get to window shop. I almost feel like it was too fun for you, because then once I did start dating someone, and we still kept looking, and I was like, we got in a little predicament. I mean, I've heard this from men and women. I don't know if it's at this age. If you're like a reasonably attractive woman on a dating app, it's like you fell into a dick factory. Like it's really like a, a ladies' market. On there, you know? um, that sounds so hot. <laughs> but I was not expecting that. It was a middle-aged single mom. I feel like in the beginning I cast too wide a net. Like, oh, <laughs> uh, sorry, no. You would think that I was single because you met me on a dating app. But summer of 2020, did end up meeting someone and dating him for seven or eight months, and that was very lovely. <laughs> It was so lovely. Let's do it one more time. Oh, yeah. And I'm not dating him anymore, so now I get to be back on apps. I'm like, this is so fun. I feel like I already have a little FMK game going. I'm sure it'll be a totally different story between now and the time that this episode drops, but... I love it. You got your shimmer. (laughs) We go with this stuff. Yeah, it's true. I did have a friend who really wanted to go to a tap dancing class and um i was like yeah that sounds cool my friend let me borrow her tap shoes it was like one of those things where i'm like yeah i want to do this i want to try this but i don't know if i'm gonna like this but it was so fun it was that an exit space yeah it was in green lake or somewhere around there yeah we went to a couple classes it was really a good time Oh, that sounds so Because I was thinking I would be was very it? self-conscious about it. But I was like, yay, this is fun. I don't know. <laughs> I want to do more dancing. Like, I just... It was, like, kind of reminding me... As a child, I loved dancing. Like, I took ballet and I took tap dancing. And that was a big part of my life. You become an adult and you don't do stuff anymore. Do you remember any of the steps you learned? It was really basic. The step ball changes Mm -hmm. and little exercises where we go across. And I would love to take dancing. When stuff Mm -hmm. opens up again, I kind of want to do like salsa dancing. Um, I want to try that. I've heard that Oddfellows or the Oddfellows are a really cool place to go salsa dancing. I've heard that. They used to have swing nights too back like way long time ago when swing was like really, really big. My buddy Frank would go do swing nights there. He cleaned up over there, too, because he was really good at it and yeah, pretty good looking. So all the ladies were like, oh, my God. What was the demographic of the tap class? It was mostly adult women, like 20s to 50s. Probably. I want to try that because I bought a pair of tap shoes. I've always wanted to learn tap dancing, but it really fucks up your floor. (laughs) So I was like, oh, I can't really do it in my house. One of my friends ripped out their door. They're like, do you want to just like have this door and put it on the floor? And I did that for a while, but the door got all fucked up and kind of collapsed in a couple places. And I was just doing YouTube tutorials, but it is really fun and so fucking satisfying, that sound. I love the sound of tap shoes. I love tap dancing always. 
So anyway, if you ever decide to go yeah. to another tap dance class, take me. Okay. <laughs> I yeah. have tap shoes. That studio is really great. <laughs> uh, well, mine is that a couple years ago, I had never been on a podcast. And my friend Ryan emailed me and was like, I'm on a podcast. Welcome, Welcome to, to X-rated, X-rated Movies. This is a podcast by two guys who used to date. Now they don't. I'm Matt Fisher. I'm Ryan Whedon. Would you like to be a guest on our podcast and you can pick the movie? I said yes immediately, but I was a little nervous because I'd never done it before. Today we have a very special guest. Jessica Baxter is here with us. Hello. And uh, I was like, I'm going to sound stupid. I'm going to say like too much, which I still do, but you can cut it out. And I went on there. It's such a good podcast and they were so fun to talk to. We talked about Wild at Heart, which is one of my all-time favorite movies, so I felt very comfortable pretty quickly, even though I was so nervous going there. I do think that Lula is a good, I don't know, role model exactly, but I mean, she's just a good example of a woman. For and sure. what a woman can be and should be, you know, so. Her mother's sort of the one of loose morals, really, if you, like, break it down. Oh, yes. <laughs> Lula. I don't think she has any morals at all. <laughs> yeah. Lula's actually, like, fairly, like, a uh, upright citizen, at least in comparison to her mother. So, like, yeah. in a lot of ways, like, she is sort of a uh, free-thinking individual. Like, she's not just doing what her parents tell her to do. Like, <laughs> right. She's very much an independent woman. Yeah, I think she would get a pass on pretty much any questionable thing she would do because of how she was raised. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> But I do also love that there's some parallels. I like that they put these parallels in. I don't know if that was ad-libbed uh, between the two, the mother and daughter, but um, they both have scenes in front of the mirror where they're kind of losing their oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But they do it in different ways. And you can almost see Laura Dern, like her face trying not to be her mother. She's looking in the mirror and you can see her being like, oh my God, I look like my mother right now. I got to pull it together. <laughs> But I can't help it. This is how I feel. We should also mention that Diane Ladd is Laura Dern's real oh, life. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's right. Yes. <laughs> Laura Dern likes to say that she basically like got through years of therapy by shooting this movie with her mother. Like It just exercised all these demons. She's like, it doesn't get any better than seeing your own mother playing the Wicked Witch of the West. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. And I loved it so fucking much that now we have a <laughs> podcast. And before that, I never would have thought I can have a podcast. I can be on a podcast. But then I did both. And it's great. And and I love it so much. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I listened to it when you went and talked about, what was it? Womb? Womb? Yeah. yeah. Was there another one that you... I'm oh, in Bruges. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's was, right. That was a yeah. great I don't one. think I ever listened to the Wild at Heart one. Yeah, I really liked the In Bruges episode. How very. Yeah. I've listened to a few of their yeah. episodes. I hardly ever listened to anything, but yeah, I really like them. Their podcast is really funny. I feel and... like Ryan has strong feelings about the Mario thing. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> you really? know, I need Peyton Buke to post that clip of Zac Efron saying Mario the correct <gasps> way. Okay, I'll put it right here. Mario and Luigi before Thelma and Luigi. Turns out Zac Efron feels the Mario thing. figured out where he was from and it wasn't even from where you are he's from california yeah i was watching neighbors and he said mario and luigi and he said it just like i said it mario and luigi before thelma and and luigi (laughs) which no but he did say mario at least (laughs) the ongoing mario mario debate (laughs) zach efron's in Camp Animal. Also, called back to the lunchtime poll because the guy that I dated. Do you remember when mm-hmm. I sneakily got him to say that? I was like, oh, wait, don't yes. you know the owner of that pizza place? He's like, yeah, it's Big Mario. They were like, ding, ding, ding. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's good stuff. Greetings and salutations. 
Katie. So we gotta give a shout out to Katie. Oh yes, yes. Katie. yes. Katie. You go ahead. Oh, hi, Katie. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> No, I recently heard from my friend Katie, who I love. She and I met on a Ragnar. Oh, God, that was definitely out of my comfort zone at the time, even though I ran so much when I did that. Anyway, so my friend Katie, who I met when doing a Ragnar, and we did like three or four of them together, and she's friends with my friend Amy Wald. Anyway, she messaged me recently saying that she was binging our podcast, and she loves it. We love you, Katie. Thank yeah. you, Katie. Oh, Katie. Thank you so Katie. much for listening. Yeah. I did notice that there were like a bunch of old downloads, one off <laughs> old downloads, and that was. I'm always curious about that, so it's kind of nice to know, like, who it actually was this time. <laughs> it always does feel good to see that, though. The implication being that someone listened to one episode and was like, I have to go back and listen to old episodes. Yeah. This feels great. And then our state shout-out this week is Florida, obviously. Oh, Florida. <laughs> we have a massive Florida market. Just been holding on to it because I knew we were going to do Barb and Star. Does it get to the granular wear and Florida? No, it doesn't, unfortunately. Oh. But we've had a lot of downloads from Florida, so I'm that's assuming awesome. that's mostly you. I know one person in Florida, Brandy. I know it's not just you because there's more downloads than we have episodes, so that's cool. But Brandy's a person that I met as like a pen pal in high school. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I and know then... one person, and it's Bill. Hello, Bill. If it's you. <laughs> I love you so much, Bill. Bill is friends with my ex husband and has to be team ex-husband but he's probably the only one that I feel like no matter what even if he ended <laughs> up really bad-mouthing me in some court thing I would forget anything from Bill my aunt and uncle are down there friends I grew up with there's so many people I know my friend Amy in Gainesville listened to at least one of the episodes because she texted me like hey I listened to it was the very first one my friend Margo who lives in Gainesville told her I had the podcast and yeah, so hi, Amy, Margo, Paul. Yeah, I, I, I need to reach out to them. Florida crew. Yeah, the Florida crew. Pitbull. Thank you, Pitbull. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Rogers. Sure <laughs> On the next episode of Paid and Puke, we're losing it over Rada Blank's 2020 semi-autobiographical comedy, The 40-Year-Old Version, also written by and starring Rada Blank. If you enjoyed this episode of Paid and Puke, Please take a minute to rate us highly on your preferred podcast listening apparatus. If you did not enjoy this episode, no further action is necessary. Paid in Puke is hosted by Amy Green, Christina Barr, and Jessica Baxter. Music by Silent Partner. Follow us on Twitter at Paid in Puke Pod, on Instagram at Paid in Puke Seattle, or join us on Facebook at Paid in Puke Podcast. Thanks for listening. I hear it's a real tip-flapper.